Radio. I came across an article the other day which I had to read a couple of times because I thought it was a joke. But it was telling um, about a man who's a Croatian man who travels the world and people pay him um, eight dollars for five minutes of his time. And in the five minutes of time, he stares at you. So they pay him $8 for five minutes of staring at them with a slight smirk on his face. And he goes around the world doing this. And people talk about these amazing spiritual experiences they have, that they break down crying, that they feel touched. And I couldn't really believe what I was reading. But what is it? I thought, that drives people to do that? What drives people to spend money asking for someone just to look at them, just to look into their eyes? And I think it's something which is fundamental to the way we're all wired, the way we're all made, and that is the desire for relationship, the desire to be connected with others. Because we are made for relationship. We are made for God. We're made for heaven, which is nothing other than a communion with God, a relationship with God lived to its fullest. And we know also that when we're in right relationship with God, then we are also in right relationship with each other. In fact, sometimes our desire for relationship, our desire to connect, actually leads us into things which aren't good, sometimes leads us to sin. Think as an example of the person who goes to a medium in order to try and contact someone who's died. Think of someone who tries to get in touch with their loved ones. That's all because they don't want to let go of that relationship. They want to maintain it. They want to keep in touch in some way. Think of people who express their love in a sexual way outside marriage. It's a desire for connectedness. It's a desire for relationship. Think of all those things we do just to fit in with the crowd. Think of all these things we do just because we want to be with others and not by ourselves. We don't want to be isolated. Jesus echoes this truth about our fundamental desire for relationship in the gospel this weekend. He describes himself as this vine and his disciples as the branches which are joined to that vine. And the implication is that his life flows through the branches. So the life of the vine flows through the branches when they're joined onto him. And that, of course, is a great image of what the church is meant to be. The church is like Jesus the vine uniting us all together, the branches, so that his life flows through us. The church speaks, in fact, of itself as Jesus Christ's body, his mystical body, and we are all members of that body. So branches and the vine is another way of understanding that. We're members of the church through baptism. We become joined to Christ, joined to him as his brothers and sisters, and therefore brought into a new relationship with each other as well. We become 
brothers and sisters of each other in Christ by being joined to the vine. And that's the way that God chooses to save us. So our relationship with God isn't a private relationship, if you like, though it is personal. But Jesus calls us to salvation through calling us into the church. That's why a good image of the church is like a boat that's sailing through the waters. The idea is to get on board, otherwise we drown. The the boat's taking us to salvation, taking us to heaven. So God chooses to call us into a family, calls us into a community, calls us into relationship in order to save us. Our children, as we speak, are receiving the preparation for uh, the sacrament of confession or reconciliation, a sacrament which is all about the forgiveness of sins. What is sin but the breaking down of a relationship between us and God? So sin either wounds that relationship or it severs it completely. And if you want to imagine an image of wounding, imagine taking an axe to the vine and the branches. Imagine slightly hacking away at where the branch joins to the vine. And sometimes the branch snaps off entirely. And Jesus tells us when that happens, the branch withers and it dies. And that's serious sin. It's taking the branch off the vine. And without Jesus' life going through us, we wither and die in a way. But sin does not just wound our relationship with God. Sin wounds our relationship with each other. Sin affects the whole church, the whole body of Christ. There's nothing private about our sins. It always has a social dimension. And sometimes that's very obvious, isn't it? We can think of someone, for example, who struggles with abusing alcohol. You know, the repercussions that can have on a family. We can think of a person who leaves their wife or their husband and goes and sets up with another person. The destruction and the wreckage that that can bring. The pain and the heartache in the lives of others that that brings. But all our sins, even when they're not obvious like that, have an effect on the whole Christian community, have an effect on the whole church. How much then we need that sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation which God has given us. Not only to forgive our sins, although it's obviously for that, but also to bring healing to the broken Christian community, to bring healing to our broken relationships, to repair the damage that our sins can do. It's also by being joined to Jesus, by being joined to the vine, that we are fruitful. Jesus says in that gospel, without me, you can do nothing, nothing of value, nothing that can get us to heaven. And that's the truth, that we need his life. We need his life flowing through us, which is just another way of saying we need his grace. We need his help. We need his power. There's a saying that our God is easy to please, but hard to satisfy. So God is delighted with us, you know, when we 
try our best, when we make the first steps towards converting, when we make the first steps to trying to follow him better. He'll be delighted with that, just like a parent is delighted at the first stumbling steps of their child. They're not criticising them, they're not saying, well, you should have been walking a little bit better than that. That wasn't quite, that wasn't a clean step you did there. God is delighted even when we make our first steps. But he never wants us just to be content, just to be comfortable, and just to wear our faith like a comfortable slipper. That's why Jesus tells us the Father prunes the branches that bear fruit. He prunes them so that they might bear even more fruit. And pruning, as it suggests by what we know happens with plants, can be painful. It will cost us. God's out to make us perfect. God is out to form us into the image of his son Jesus. And he won't stop pruning us until we are the saints that he has created us to be. Until we are holy. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.